The first tetrad of Anapanasati Sutta deals with the body, the rupa, experience of breath. Um, deals with the first, covers the first foundation of mindfulness, which is awareness of phenomena in terms of their shape, the body aspect of it, our own body, the physical form, the shape of it rather than the feeling of it or the ideas we may have around it, just the presence of that, the bodily presence. Um, in the teachings on mindfulness of the body, this can be done internally and externally, that is, the impressions that give rise to the experience of one's own body, the impressions that give rise to the experience of another person's body, the sight, the touch, whatever, you know, the actual contact impressions and how that's assembled into this is a body. <clears throat> and um, this particular mindfulness is something that is based upon uh, balanced kind of effort, right effort to relinquish, to put aside, to clear out, to let go of things that are distracting or unconducive or dissipate attention effort to, to protect oneself, to, to, um, to guard against picking up unnecessary um, contacts and impressions and thoughts and ways of thinking that are not conducive, that just worry, dissipate attention. Effort to, to, to firm up a particular aim, focal point, and the effort to try to nourish, sustain, and support that before right efforts. And the process of mindfulness of body is one of a, of, if you like, of a deconstruction from of shifting, often rapidly shifting body impression that we have, which may be, you know, like like probably quite rarely. An organic experience of, an, of anatomy, which is probably quite a rare impression that we might have of our body. Um, we probably don't ever rarely see it that way unless we get ill. Somebody shows us an X-ray of what our, what our, our bodies look like under an X-ray, or you learn about some organ that's gone wrong. You realise that was in there. We um, only kind of half realise. So the, the anatomical impression of the body is often quite a rare one. It's probably more to do with the outward surface of it, the appearance of it, that uh, that particular impression 
um, and perhaps the you know the the, the vitality of it <coughs> um, and then in different situations how how we imagine other people see that which can be different depending on who we're with whether with our children with our spouse with our relatives it's maybe different from if you're with your boss or with you know you, there's a certain you know clearer a different kind of awareness of body so it can be uh, the body impression can be quite scrambled and oscillating and that that process is actually a very rapid process of vitaka vichara is the body vitaka is the the mind's hold the mind's fix on something so vitaka is is not never a, a neutral action focusing attention never neutral to some particular purpose for it um, so there could be a sense of anxiety is my body looking okay um, you know that so that, that, that sense of a, a rapid scanning you know did I put the did I put a clean pair of socks on you know that kind of thing um, you know I've got a hole in my trousers or sudden kind of awareness which is which is uh, kind of based upon anxiety or fear Hmm. Yeah, or perhaps if one desire to attract people, other people to one's bodily impression. When we're doing qigong, you know, just notice how, in a way, you, you, it's quite skillful. Um, just apart from anything else, just actually bringing a different set of, of vitakas onto your your body, like you know, energy flows and your hand flying in the air and energy moving between your hand and your leg which are not the normal ones that you you'd experience and sometimes these these chico has got really lovely names like kind of lifting heron or picking up golden carp or playing loot or something <laughs> which is quite lovely kind of thing that you think you're doing yeah. so, so you just just why not you know um, yeah, just holding holding the body in a different different frame of light. The, the idea is to gradually be aware of and deconstruct the body impressions that are associated that are uh, not conducive to clarity. That just bring up anxiety or fear or envy or comparisons or aversion or greed or something of that nature just to keep cleaning those out till you come to just and the ideal state is called a tamiyato which means no constructions which just means there's a body it's just that's it so that's that's considered the you know the, the highest if you like is, is the lowest you know it's, it's the it's the least you, you take down you, you unwind the complexities of body impression <coughs> to just um, a tummy at all, which means no no constructions, just awareness. There is body. So one of, one of the aims or benefits of this practice is to clean out the vitaka process, the process of fixing, the process of regarding, the process of attention seizing, 
the process of attention being held by forces of aversion, forces of delusion, forces of anxiety, forces of tension that we can encounter and become subject to. Vitaka is, is a normal aspect of the mind, it's not some esoteric, it's a, it's a funny word, but it's something that's happening all the time. You have an impression, you have an impression of yourself, that's, that's, that's held, maybe it's held for half a second, it's continually operating. And that impression is, is manipulated or subject to um, impressions that come from what people say, what people think. The impression of who you are subject to media information. So you, you're considered to belong to some part of the world. You know, you're a nationality, you're a... You're a you have a kind of some kind of standpoint, um, and then, then of course one is tied into the whole samsara of the the world's upheavals, which means your 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 process your your awareness is saturated with the recognition of of chaos and and uh, violence and upheavals of various kinds. Uh, and the dominant kind of urge behind the, you know, in one's life is to is to succeed, to to find security, to make sure we've got enough money, to make sure we can get enough to eat, to be able to look after our, our families and so on. So is that kind of things are can be measured in terms of that? Can I afford to take a holiday? You know, so my time is not mine; it's rationed out. Oh. So, can I take a holiday? Can I go on retreat? Have I spent enough time with my children? What about have I visited my mother? You know, so your kind of way of conceiving your your life is taken up in these ways and trying to fulfil things, trying to trying to um, complete things in life. So that it's rare for that operation of the mind to be independent. There are all kinds of social, family, um, financial obligations that keep, you know, asking the mind to operate around those. On retreat, then, we have the opportunity or the possibility of beginning to put some of that down, not as a kind of ideological standpoint or as a or as a, a lifestyle statement but just to refresh ourselves so that we can actually start to, to move the mind independently be, be here for ourselves we're here for ourselves and the beauty of it is that if we're here for ourselves then we, we clean ourselves and we refresh ourselves and of course we'll be able to function more skillfully uh, more more authentically Less flustered, less tense, less grumpy, less confused. So this is the kind of purpose of this. And so just trying to liberate the the, the vitaka, the thought conception, the mind's fixations from the patterns of, of worry and turbulence to something where it actually can start to 
just operate um, with no other purpose than just to, to, to clarify and purify itself, just to know, to, to experience what it is, just to know something simply, just to be able to, without pressure, without urgency, without fear, without worry, without you've got to make it work, without are you doing it right, just to know that, just to touch that and know it, so that the, the mind is allowed to dwell in a kind of pure, calm knowing. And so this is the aim of meditation. And <coughs> meditation objects are there to give us something to hold in order to to clarify and purify our way of holding things. So the aim is not to to go for another performance in terms of a technique. Can you do this and you get to that and you become this and you get that and then you get the certificate at the end of it. Um, but just to... To, to, to find a ways and means of, of clarifying, steadying the way our mind holds any impression. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that it's, you don't really have an option on this. It's not like you can't hold impression. You're going to hold either impressions of doubt, confusion. You're going to hold either mental impressions, which can be very fleeting and disturbing, or you can hold physical impressions, or you can hold feeling impressions, you can hold impressions of sensation, you can hold impressions of, of um, ideas, but the mind will always hold impressions. So it's, it's, it's not like you've got to, you can't get out of the, the impression experience. So it's trying to find ways and means to, to, to learn to sustain skillful impressions. Body is one of them. In that, you know, the body is something you you you, you come back to. <coughs> it's the home base. So the um, the kind of efforts that it takes to get in touch with your body should not be strained efforts. They're not refined, reaching up efforts. They're they're relaxing, going home kind of efforts. We have to come back from planet Mars. You have to come back from the, the scrambled cyber, cyberspace to, to this thing. And it's something we can do. We may not be able to sustain it very well. Or perhaps we've even lost the knack of nourishing attention. When, when attention is being stuffed, when objects are being stuffed down your throat, as it were, you know, continual input, then you don't really have to put any, any sense of, of you know, sustaining attention on when things are just kind of being lumped on you. It's more or less trying to repel objects. So then holding it, then what it requires to sustain attention, you know, to, li- to lift something up, to, to stay with it, mm. without a feeling of, 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 of strain or accumulation or, or being, or urgency about it. The sort of, uh, a lightness, and this is done through vichara. That is, um, pointing at something and then asking yourself what it feels like. No, not, not there's no purpose in it. There's no make it this way or make it that way. But just let me know how it feels. What it feels like. And so mindfulness of the body is done in the four postures: standing, walking, sitting, lying down. Lying down. 
how do you know you're lying down? What are the impressions that give rise to the experience of physical impressions? Pressure on one side of the body, um, you know, the feet feel a particular way, different from when you're standing up, just that, you know, you, you contact that and try to, you try to extend your awareness through the whole body. So there's, there's these strong pressures, light pressures, absence of pressure, warmth, coolness in this way. And then actually trying to get the mind to, to touch those, acknowledge all those. Standing, walking, movement, sitting, the uprightness of the body. So it's the continual question, where is the body? And then, what is the body right now? When the breath is too seems too subtle, then you go to we go to the the areas of stronger sensation or walking along. So a lot of lot of meditation is walking meditation, where the sensation is more distinct. Say in the feet, you there's the absence of a pressure, and then a a sudden moment of pressure, and then the, the change in pressures as your feet move along. So you're aware of the the arising of foot impact put impression into your mind, into your awareness, and then stopping and standing. Um, of course, the, the real knack of mindfulness is to be able to, to, to do this just a moment at a time. Um, often our, our attention is trained in terms of, of accumulating lots of, building up, accumulating things, getting places, going somewhere developing this, developing that. But it, with mindfulness, you're trying to bring it back to one moment attention, and then one moment attention, and one moment attention, just that. It's, 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 it's that sense of levelness. Um, And it's not to say there are, that there's no development, but the development happens by itself. There is a, there's a, use the image of walking down into the water. You, you're able to swim because the water lifts you. All you have to do is walk into it. But you can't lift your body. The, the, the lifting, the development occurs because you move out of a non-supportive space into a place where the, the, the quality of awareness lifts you up. This is done moment at a time mindfully. Now you can train Vitaka, Vichara by first of all using strong impressions or impressions that are more striking such as, you know, uh, the, like immediate things like the, the walking, for example, or um, particularly more, more sensitive areas of the body, such as the hands, moving your attention around 
around your hands, feeling the difference between, say, one one hand, now you're with your right hand, now with your left hand, and the whole, the palm of the hand. Yeah. And then perhaps the thumb, the forefinger, the, the middle finger, the ring finger, the small finger. Playing with it. So imagine you have your hand open, imagine someone's about to drop of hot object into your into your left hand and so your attention goes right there or imagine you're going to put a, a, a ring on one of your fingers so your attention goes there and these are things just like like uh, th- three seconds two seconds five seconds so you build it up by focusing on a particular point particular area and and putting energy into it it's not the energy, so the energy is a sustaining thing. It's not be more aware, be more aware as a, as a notion. But, but how do you sustain that? You have to feed it. You feed it with perceptions. You feed it with, with intelligence. You feed it with playing with it. You, you color it. Somebody was saying yesterday about just coloring the breath, breathing in and bringing in the perception of, of whiteness, breathing in freshness, and then breathing out, bringing the perception of darkness, breathing out darkness. So you, you colour that. So this is Vitaka. You're actually fixing a particular impression onto an object in order to give it a more strong and striking hold, give you a hold on it. And these impressions, of course, are morally clear. They're not like... Uh, you know, they're not, they're not immoral perceptions, they're not um, violent, they're not harmful, they're just things like colours, sounds, neutral objects. Not like imagine, you know, picking up a machete and hacking somebody. <laughs> they're like, you know, so they, they bring a, a, a kind of a, an easy impression to the mind, they're not about inciting unskillful impressions. So the, you, you actually bring in perceptions in order to, to, to stimulate and nourish the vitaka and then vichara nourishing that how does it feel does it feel heavy or light does it feel hot or cold does it feel warm or, or does it feel wet or dry is it big is it small in your mind how big is your hand see if you can get it so that your hand covers the universe and you can do it visually, all you have to do is put your hand in front of your eye and then your hand covers the entire universe. Can you do this with your mind? So that your, 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 the hand, your mind and your hand are, are blended together, your mind is steeped in your hand, the handiness of a hand. So that for that particular 10, 30 seconds Nothing else matters but your hand. The feeling of it, the pulses of it, the warmth of it, the plumpness or leanness of it, the boniness of it. And there's so many different ways you can, so many different themes you can run through that. And if you, you can always invent some. Add another finger. <laughs> 
Mm. With your awareness, you can take you can take the hand apart. With your mind, you can take your body apart. These are the bones. Can you be aware of your the boniness of it, the fleshiness of it, the soft, bending, supple fleshiness of it? That that impression, the bony, hard, structural, skeletal quality of it. Mm. The flowing blood qualities, the vibrant warmth, energy qualities. So this is like you can dissect the body in this way. A leg, a left leg, a right leg, a knee, the abdominal cavity packed like a picnic basket full of plump organs, liver, kidneys, long intestines and so on. And you can, uh, you can feel them there. So what does your rib, does your rib cage rest on? It rests on this rather sort of squeeze, squeezy mass underneath it. You can feel it riding on top of this kind of jelly-like, rubbery block. And it moves when you breathe. You feel it moving. It's, it's a supple, amorphous thing. So this way, sustaining these two qualities we tuck of each other around the body. <coughs> um, most people, I guess, will need to keep it quite lively. They need to keep it moving a bit because it's unusual to have an independent vitaka vichara without something seizing your attention, something demanding to be done, something needing to be looked at, something you've got to care about and worry about, that when you come to retreat, ah, you've had enough, really. It's like, I'm going to pick up anything, really. I don't want to care or worry about anything. I've had enough. I'm, you know, when it's emotionally tired, attention is tired, uh, body is tired, uh, <laughs> tired <laughs> of being concerned and being, you know, focusing on this and being attentive to that. So you, sometimes it's just you've got to go to very easy, perce- easy perceptions, body standing, and then endowing it the vichara is something like may you be at peace so that 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 endowing the vitaka rather with may may this be at peace may this be held peacefully may this be held lovingly may this be held clearly may this be held finely may this be held vigorously may this be held humorously Hmm? and these are like permissions these are not Go out and do it. These are like allowing. They are they are they are invitations. Mm. And as um, you're instructed with the the qigong, do it where you feel how you feel comfortable with. Do it to the level where you feel comfortable. Don't try and do what you can't do. Do it to the point where you feel you can manage it, rather than you know strain and rip something or do something 
more heroic than you're capable of because it, it's something that somebody else can do or <coughs> experts can do it. Do it what, the way you need to do it. Mm. This is body. And this kind of a way of attending to things. Attention is not a neutral act. Attention is a motivated act. Attention is an act that has um, certain intentions involved with it. We attend to something because we're interested in it. We're delighted by it. We're horrified by it. Uh, yeah. We need something out of it. So things can we can attend. And the quality that you experience in an object is an indication of the quality of attention. The quality that you think the object has is the quality of your attention. This is a boring thing. This is, means you're, you're listening with a boring attention. This is an interesting thing. You're listening with an interesting intention. This is a frightening thing. Your attention is tense and fearful. Try so with a body is nothing. It's not what is it? So the 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 way we perceive that is giving us an idea of the of the mode of our attention and what we need to work with. So if it all feels very heavy and grim, then attention needs to be made a little more playful, a little more gamey, a little more try this, try that. You know, it's less desperately serious, less has to mean something, less got to get there, but more just for interest's sake, what's it like when you do it this way, a little more creatively. <clears throat> Use the attention that's associated with listening rather than the attention that's associated with looking. Your, your listening attention is far more resonant and less hard-edged. Then, you, then you're able, with a listening kind of attention, you're able to imbue that more readily with skillful intention. Let me listen carefully. Let me listen compassionately. May I listen Walk in a friendly way, uh, listen in a cool way. These are, these are much more possible with the listening sign. And when you hear the sight, listening to the silences around us. The silence can be a tense silence. It can be a peaceful silence. It can be a warm, friendly silence. Somehow or another, it can even be, get pregnant. <laughs> silences get pregnant we don't know but if you're a silence you probably know very well so what's that it's it's it's, it's giving us a, a mirror reflection on the tensions or the attunement of the chitta and then ooh, look a bit tight here it needs to 
slacken off. It's a little bit slack here. It needs to key up a bit. A little bit kind of heavy and hard. We need to soften and play. It's a little bit kind of sloppy and careful, careless. We need to a bit clearer and more and more in tune. So working on vitaka vichara, body, your own body. That's awareness of of things that come into consciousness in a day. The silences which are quite a, a feature of this retreat, the pujas, the, the food, the kitchen, the dorm, the bed. As you're, it's rather like as you're bringing that, the hand of attention, the taka, the kind of the, the holding point of attention back, you're massaging it back to life. So the, you know, the numbness and the stiffness and the clenchness or the, the worn outness has got has been taken out of it. It's now it's alive. Then we can start to work on. This is this long. This is this big. This feels like that. And then bringing it back to to me. To the me in terms of a form. The length what I am for the length of one inhalation, what I am for the length of one exhalation, and how long that is. One at a time. When your mind, when your attention enjoys and is happy to be with the breath, then you can start to measure it but of course you have to there has to be that time when your your attention is ready is made able is made capable of doing that you know when it's when it's been worked into a state where it's actually ready or pliable sensitive willing and then how long is the, then how long is this breath how do you measure how long something is? You stay at one point and you stay with that till the extremity, till the opposite extremity, the long breath. As far as every sensation associated with breath can be measured from the, say, the base of the abdomen right up to the, 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 the upper torso. And the short breath is how, how, how small you can get it, which doesn't mean changing your breath. It means changing your focal point to just the, perhaps the, the smallest movement that can be registered associated with breath is just the, the tickling, rubbing in the nostrils. Just that point there or in the throat or the movement of air there. That's the, that's the shortest register that you can have of a breath. You know, it means short in terms of size, not in terms of time. It's just like so that you're 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 asking your attention span to go small. You're bringing your your the hand of attention down to like holding a small object, and then you can open it up to holding a large object, and then holding a small object, 
or holding a large object. And both of those exercises involve a certain articulation of attention, don't they? Flexibility of attention. You're holding it small all the time, yet your hand tends to get cramped. So then the big and the small. And then <coughs> these are what are in the Anapanasati Sutta mentioned as one understands one janati, one understands it, which means one registers it, one cognizes it, one measures it. This is long, this is short, there's a measuring experience. <coughs> when this is completed, when this is when this is when one has worked with this, the next step is one experiences the whole body often inferred as the whole body of the breath. But one doesn't, it's, the, the word has changed. We don't understand. We don't register. We don't cognize. We don't measure the whole breath body. Because you can't. You can experience, you can't measure it. Because to measure it, it can't be the whole thing. Your mind would not be saturated in breath. Hmm? A fish doesn't know how big the water is, how big the ocean is, or how the, big the pond is. It's in it. When you're standing on the shore, you can look and see how big it is. You can measure this is big, this is small. When you're totally steeped in it, you can't measure it anymore. It's the wholeness, it's the completion. Um, this is why, in, in a way, whether this refers to the whole body or the whole body of the breath is kind of a bit of a sidetrack, really, because it's the whole, the mind then has gone into the breathing experience and everything that, that can be made aware of, that it can register, is part of this breathing experience. So... It's not like a breath within a body. It's the breath. It's that complete experience of the moving, the breathing, the vibrant. You know, the, the sense of of the energy that comes around. Um, we can talk about um, going into the breath energy body. But notice the difference between measuring, cognizing, understanding. And experiencing, which is a more total um, saturation. And then from there, when one's mind or one's awareness is the breath, is the breath, is the breath body, then the, your attention and the quality of your attention are exactly matched and married to the object. So then the tranquilizing is done just through the intention, just through saying, relax, calm it, slow it down, be gentler. And it, it, it ripples across the whole of your experience, that particular intention, that particular aspiration moves across the whole experience. It's not like one thing telling another thing. Because the mind has arrived at a point where it has given up its independence. It has gone into an object, 
the object and the subject have begun to merge. So, so that there's no one thing and another thing. And then in that blending, it's the capacity to tranquilize is just through recognizing you don't need that. You don't need that. There's no need to strain. There's no need to push. There's no need to, to, to kind of get tensed up. So that this kind of calming, easing of, of awareness. What is meant by the bodily formation is this, condi- this impression of body, these conditions that arise that give rise to the impressions of body, and those can be that experience can then be tranquilized, it can be apprehended. The, the, the vibrancy, the impression, the sensitivity can be softened. Today, um, another day of practice, where we, where we are is where we are. Um, so recognizing the need to get in tune, to begin to keep keying in one's aspirations, one's willingness to be here, one's sense of caring for oneself, one sense of carrying oneself, one sense of receiving oneself in a compassionate and resonant way, and then beginning to exercise attention from standing, sitting, on body, and then on breath. 